good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what time you're listening to the podcast. Welcome to Trucker's USA American. My name is Miguel Reynoso. Fox, today I want to talk about a uh, piece of article that I found in the uh, Trucker News. And this ba- basically they did a survey and they talked to some of the veterans drivers. And some of the veterans drivers are saying that they miss basically the old days and they say they they don't know this industry anymore because it's not a secret that the trucking industry has changed rapidly and it is not like it used to be before because you know before it was way different and some of these uh all drivers are basically uh, saying that they miss basically the sit-down restaurants and you know the mom and pop diners and you know the independent uh, restaurants and those independent truck stacks and some of them saying that I mean you know you cannot survive out here on fast food and this industry basically right now most of the truck stops they don't have restaurants anymore they basically have those uh, fast food restaurants and you know some of the old drivers are missing that kind of stuff because you know before they used to stop in a truck stop and you go sit in the restaurant or the diner and sit down and talk to other drivers you know make up some stories and you know change uh, information you know talk about the road condition and you know what company were you know they work for? How the company is treating them? You know, or the owner operator? You know, the owner operator they're working for, and all that kind of stuff. And right now they say they, you know, they don't have. I mean, most of those places are basically gone, and some of them have shut down. And you know, there's few places operating, but let's be honest. Some of those re- those restaurants that are operating right now, you don't want to go and see there because, I mean, you, you don't trust whatever these people are cooking. And some of these restaurants are nasty. But, you know, that's what it is right now. And, you know, uh, you have to understand, uh, this industry is changing rapidly. And basically the uh, truck stops the new truck stops are changing their ways because we're being replaced by new truck drivers because I know some of you guys have been here 20, 40 I've been out here almost 20 years and uh, when I first started this, I mean, it was different, I mean, you got restaurants that you can go sit down and have a night breakfast a couple of eggs, you know, some bacon and sausage home fries, whatever you know, right now, uh, I mean, I know there's few places that they still have those restaurants, but you know, it's, it is not worth it to go sit on those places because you don't trust some of the people that work over there. That's basically the main reason some of the, you know, the drivers won't stop over there. But uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying all of them because I know there's still some good, you know, restaurants out there. But little by little, you know, they're going to be replaced by uh, fast food restaurants. And 
I'll be honest with you. Uh, the new drivers was basically going to replace us. Uh, you know, that's why they that's what they love to eat. They love junk food. I mean, junk food is what they eat basically. You know, I mean, they they love that stuff. It's not like, you know. I remember when you know wake up in the morning and you know go to you know the, the restaurant that's basically disappearing they used to be in uh, one of those trucks that the country price basically I, I don't know how many country prices are out there right now it goes you know most of them are gone but you know you used to go over there and had you know a couple of eggs and stuff like that you, you, you can you can't do that anymore because I mean those restaurants the majority of them are gone and I'm I don't know. This is my personal opinion, but I think by by next year, maybe by the end of the, next year, those all those restaurants are going to disappear. And those mom and pop uh, diners, you know, are also going to disappear because I mean, they're replacing some of these places with you know these uh, restaurants there. You know, that they not good, but I mean. I don't like the changes, but I mean, we're gonna have to adapt to it because I mean, right now this industry, you know, is moving forward and uh, they're not gonna, they, they focus on the new drivers and the new kids that are coming on this industry. So I know it's sad for some of you guys up there because I know, you know, you got you, you used to have your way, you know, of doing stuff and how trucking used to be. But this industry is changing and I don't like changes but it's nothing we can do about it because I mean there's more new drivers up here than you know old drivers so I guess in, they're gonna open more uh, fast food restaurants on the truck stop because that's what the sales right now I mean I mean maybe it's like what let's say it's a hundred of us compared to like 500 of the new drivers so you know but they also did a survey here that says that you know is some of the new drivers they want I mean I, I, I understand this but I mean you know these new kids they, they think they know it all and they're not gonna they're not gonna listen to you to you and they're not gonna pay attention to anything you say because you know that's the way it is because we used to be the same way so but it says here that, you know, a uh, 72% of the uh, truck drivers right now are over uh, 55 years old. And 27% of the drivers are between the 35 and, you know, 54 years old. 2% of them are 34 and younger. So that's right now. That's what this survey says. I think there is more new drivers up here than old drivers that's my personal opinion because those big truck trucking companies basically they if you go check those new you know those big trucking companies if they have maybe a hundred old drivers i mean that's that's gonna be my guessing but most of those companies have new drivers new kids you know and this already says that if the new drivers want to like survive and learn more about this industry they talk to the older drivers and you know listen to them and get information from them you know trying to learn as much as you can from the old drivers and you know so you can be safe up here but let's be realistic 
you, you know, none of those young guys are going to ask any of us for any information or for any advice. Might be one or two. But some of these new kids, you know, they think they know it all and, you know, they're not going to ask you for any advice. So, and as much as we like one you know to give them information it's gonna be a waste of time with them so but that's what he says here you know and um he says that by next year uh it will be a 20 percent decrease on the old drivers because some of these veteran drivers like i'm not gonna set myself because i don't know uh, you know you, you you can make a plan but it's not gonna happen says that 20% of the driver, the old drivers by next year are going to retire or, you know, basically going to end up doing something else and going to basically start doing trucking. Because remember, people, when we started this 20 years ago, this industry was way different. Right now, I mean, this is not even close to what we used to be before. And this is some of the stuff that's going on, but... Like I said before, uh, you know, they have to make those changes because I would say in five years, uh, there will be a, there's not going to be a lot of us out here because, I mean, I'm 50. Some of you guys are 55 or 60. In five years, you know, some of you guys are going to be 65. I mean, some of you guys are going to be retired and you're not going to be, you know, driving trucks anymore. So they have to basically make this industry suitable for the new drivers so and you know that's what they're trying to do i mean if you see when they build a new truck stop instead of build a nice restaurant they basically put a fast food restaurant because that's what these new young guys like to eat so but we have to move we have to move forward with this industry because i mean that's you know that's how that's how progress, you know, continues because, you know, we have to pass the torch to the new young guys, basically, you know, so, but let's just hope, I mean, there's some of those uh, good restaurants, because there's a lot of good restaurants out there, they are sitting in, in some truck stops, that they survive and, you know, they, you know, can't be out here, because I know some of those young guys, they like to, you know, sit in the restaurant and have some nice breakfast, but... I would say uh, 95% of them prefer the, uh, you know, fast food restaurants or junk food, like they call it. So, but nothing we can do about it. So, uh, can stay, you know, you know, can, you know, you can block progress, basically. So, but let's just hope, you know, this industry uh continues a little bit you know the way it is right now until we can retire because i'll be honest with you i don't know this industry any, anymore because this is not this is not even close you know what it used to be when i first started and i know some of you guys out there will be like yep that is true i mean not even close and it is sad because you know i mean some of you guys like to wake up in the morning have a nice breakfast and start rolling your day then stop and have you know some lunch and stop and you know have dinner at night or so or something but unfortunately those uh 
those basically those you know those days are gone so well folks moving on in another article here basically there was a report basically in uh, May 26 and this report was saying it was about the inspection place that took on you know the bliss the, the inspection bliss that basically the Department of Transportation were doing and this report came and said that basically 679 commercial vehicles was put out of service basically on uh, brake problems or you know air leaks and all all the stuff this report says that basically <clears throat> when the FNCSA and the Department of Transportation opened the uh, Bliss uh, inspection they pulled basically 5,901 5, vehicles that were basically that basically failed the uh, brake and the uh, yeah the brake inspection and, and you know what put out of service. It says here that 20% of 479 commercial vehicles basically was put out of service because service brake was basically worn out and the condition was basically the not complied with the DOT and so just uh, break out of adjustment uh, air leaks uh, warm uh, brake drones and stuff like that and basically some of them has you know other violations and um, some of them were missing a lot of brake fluid and uh, steering wheel fluids and all that kind of stuff, air leaks, hydraulic fluid, Jesus Christ, I mean, it's just like, you know, but it also says here that a lot of, uh, a lot of these people that were put out of service basically were owner operators, and of course, it's going to be owner operators because, I mean, in this current situation, nobody's making money, I mean, if they're not making any money to fix, you know, those equipment, they're not going to be able to fix it. Uh, unfortunately, that's you know what they did. It says that here between uh, a steering brake violations and uh, brake violations, it was almost 6,829 commercial vehicles inspected and 108 powered units. That's mean uh, just the truck, no, no trailer. And basically, uh, 87 then was towed was towed away because they were not safe to be operating on the uh, interstate. And I mean, if you guys can go and see this report, this report basically is in Trucker News and in the FNCSA. Basically, this uh, uh, this inspection bliss was basically. Uh, a report basically doing North America, which combined Mexico, Canada, and the United States. But only the United States was basically, you know, the majority of the violations. Because compared to Canada, says here that compared to Canada, they only have put 88 uh, commercial vehicles out of service. Compared with the United States, they had to put 5,901 vehicles out of service, and that's a lot. 
para Game Fox, I mean. Uh, he says here that the majority of these people that were put out of service was owner operator, right? And you have to understand it. I mean, I know you guys, you know, you guys want to make money. And probably some of these guys were like, you know, I do this low and I can get the money to fix whatever is wrong with my truck or my equipment right now. And some of you guys, you know, were willing to take that chance. And unfortunately, you got caught. I see. I mean, I understand what you guys were doing because I, I sometimes I did that myself. But the Department of Transportation and the DOT, they, they don't understand that kind of stuff. They find a violation and not even for a moment. Remember, these guys are not a truck drivers. And they, they, they're not an owner, but they don't know what's going on out here. All they're trying to do is to find, you know, any problems with your vehicle and put you out of service. And that's how they made the money, too. So, But I know some of you guys with this current situation are frustrated and, you know, trying to, you know, do whatever you can to fix your vehicle because we're not making the money. But these guys, you know, the Department of Transportation, they, they're not going to give us any break. They don't care. You know? If you show up in one of those house scales and they push you in the bay to do an inspection and they find all these problems with you. I'm not going to say all the uh, DOT officer, officers are like that, but I would say 90%. And they find anything wrong with your vehicle, they're going to be happy because they love to put us out of service. Okay? That's basically like a challenge for them. That's my personal opinion. I know some of them, you know might be a little bit considered. I mean, they're still going to give you the ticket, but, you know, they're not going to go all the way. But my point is, is like, if you know the, the you know, your, your vehicle is running with, you know, it's, you know, brakes problems and stuff like that, you need to fix that because I, there's another problem if, you know, God forbid you have an accident, you know they're going to do it a DOT inspection on that vehicle and then they're going to find out that your vehicle has problems you got brake problems and stuff like that and that's going to be a disaster for you so and you know we cannot give these people any more reasons you know to give us a ticket and put us out of service because they love that and I understand because I'm not going to deny it I, I did some stuff like that myself because I was short on money. And the only way that I could fix whatever problem was in my truck is like, you know, moving that low so I can get that money and fix whatever, you know, problem my truck has. But like some of you guys, I got pulled up, but I, you know, I got pulled into the scales and then they put me in the base and it cost me more to fix that problem, you know, because then I had to call a roadside service and, you know, those guys are really expensive. So, I know this situation because I've, I've, I've been through that. Because I remember I was put out of service. Because, you know, my, my brake drum was basically worn out. And I need, you know, I need $1,500 to fix it. I don't have the money at that time. And I and that took the chance to move this load so I can get the money and fix it. And then I got caught. You know, and it cost me almost $3,000. So, I know your frustration. I know what you guys do because I done it myself but we have to be careful because DOT they don't care 
as long as you know as long as they can catch you they're happy they don't care if you have family problem if you got money problem or you know the freight market is you know is it, it, down or you know the freight is not paying or the broker is you know cheating you off or whatever whatever reason they just not care all they care is that you pass through that scale they push you in that bay and they're gonna put you out of service that makes them happy because you know that's what they pay that's what they get paid to do so but that's what's going on and another article here people this is like uh, here in Connecticut all this information is in trucker news if you guys want to find any of this news uh, Connecticut State Police find a uh, overweight oversight low with $15,470 and you guys will be like what the heck yeah well the problem with this is like my roof is just turned on the problem with this is like Fox is like the Connecticut, the Connecticut State uh, officers is saying that when he pulled over this uh, driver the driver doesn't have the proper permit to basically carry that oversized load. And when he did an inspection and find out that this gentleman was basically pulling 1,000, actually 117,000 pounds, and he was basically 37,600 pounds over the uh, permitted limit because he doesn't have it at that time he doesn't have any uh, uh, oversized permit to operate legal so so this guy was basically fined almost $16,000 and he says here that during the inspection that super found that the driver has no oversight permit the other he finds all the violations with the equipment and plus this guy was not trained to operate his uh, oversized equipment now I don't understand how can somebody take that chance because number one if you don't have the proper permits to move this equipment why the hell would you do it I mean you don't know how to you know you don't know what roles you're gonna take and you know some of these oversized low especially with those low boys they get stuck on the uh, railroad tracks because if you don't know where you're going and you don't have the uh, proper route you can easily get stopped anywhere especially in the road and the railroad tracks and that's what uh, you know that's where a lot of train crashes and you know fatality happens because what the hell why they why this guy was moving this stuff i mean he was not trained to move this equipment he doesn't have a permit and I mean this is crazy what would you do there but this guy took the chance and it cost him almost sixteen thousand dollars now and I bet you and I bet you a hundred dollars that guy doesn't have sixteen thousand dollars to pay that fine so all he's gonna do is just close his company or whatever I mean if that if he got that ticket on his name then he's screwed because he's gonna have to pay somehow but unless he gets a good lawyer but the way I see this this is I this is getting crazy I mean but some guys always trying to you know they, they willing to take 
any chance to make some money. But that's what happened. Well, folks, folks, another thing is like, y you guys gotta be careful in the Northeast because I told that news the past couple of months ago about these guys that were seven guys that were stealing stuff on the on the truck stops and the race areas in Pennsylvania and Ohio. I thought it was those it was only those guys, but it looks like it's it's keep happening. And there's more report coming out about these guys, you know, keep doing some other stuff like that. And I'm guessing it's not the same guys because I mean those guys are caught up unless they release them. And I don't think they're gonna release these guys just like that. But if these guys are released, I think they're doing it again because I mean there's more report of you know of people you know being rough and you know basically the same story and the same uh you know uh, with the same you know the same way that we're doing it before but i'm guessing it's like you know it's got to be some copycats or if they release those guys those guys are doing it again and you guys gotta be careful who you talk to in those places especially in the northeast i mean i don't want to I don't want to say this all over the Northeast, but I mean, I mean this report was made and basically on um, Pennsylvania on Highway 70. I think it was, yeah, Highway 70 on the Trump Pike. Or 70, I think it was 76 on the Trump Pike, something like that. I haven't, I haven't been in the Northeast in a while, so you guys got to be careful because up there. Because I mean, I don't go to the Northeast anymore because I mean, I hate being up there in a truck, so. But you gotta, you guys gotta be careful up there, cause you know this is this is uh this is crazy. And another piece of article here says the company has until May 12 to enter women in the trucking recognition program for top company for women to work for in the transportation industry. Uh, okay, what what they're gonna do? They're gonna give this woman money? Because recognition for what? For driving a truck? Anybody can drive a truck. <laughs> but if they want to do that to make them feel good, that's you know that's good. But if you want to really uh, you know you know give these ladies recognition for what they're doing right now, driving a semi truck, give them money. I I, I think they would like that more than you know any stupid recognition because that's what they're doing this. They're not doing this for recognition. They're doing it for money, just like we do. So give them money. And to me, that would be a good recognition. And I know some of those ladies up there will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's my opinion. So, and uh, like I said before, folks, be careful where you park in the Northeast or where you know who you talk to because this situation is getting really, really out of hands. And it looks like... It, some copycats or the same guys or other guys are doing this thing and you know it is crazy i know some of you guys out there i mean you guys are gonna not not gonna go you're not gonna go you know you're not it's not gonna go easy on those guys because i know some of you guys are gonna resist and gonna try to fight this guy for your money because it's your money and i hope none of you guys do that because those guys are armed and they have gams and stuff like that so you guys gotta be careful. So, do not confront these people for 
couple hundred dollars, man, because it's not worth your life. So, if you, I mean, if you got in, if you get into that situation, and I mean, just give them whatever money you have. I mean, it says, I mean, you're not gonna fight or you know lose your life over a couple hundred dollars, because this guy, if, if these guys are willing to do something like that, it mean they're willing to hurt anybody. I mean, you just be careful and uh, trying the best you can not to confront these people because it is not worth it. And, you know, other thing here, folks, that i seen, the low prices. I know I love talking about the low prices, man. The low prices are keep going down. And like I said before, I know some of you guys were expecting that this summer, the freight market, you know, it's going to pick up or, you know, it's going to get, you know, busy. But unfortunately, it's not going to happen because you guys see the situation right now. And I mean, there's no secret that, you know, the freight's not moving like it used to move before or compare. I mean, compared to last year, the freight's down right now. I mean, they say it's like, I think it was like 40%, but I think it's more than that. I think it's... I would say the phrase down 60% right now because uh, I mean if you open the low board there's nothing on the low board nothing and I mean places that you guys know that you used to open the low board there was thousands of low posted right now you open those low boards it's nothing maybe 70 80 sometimes not sometimes not even 100 lows posted on those sites so, uh, I mean, the situation is really getting bad. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on. I, we, I mean, is anybody know the answer? In it? But this is this is getting bad. And right now, I'm sitting in this place, and I already delivered this load, and I'm doing my 34 reset. But I think tomorrow, when I get my hours back. I think I'm gonna have to move into at least 400, 400 miles so I can get another low because there's nothing here. I've been checking the low board since Friday and there's nothing. I mean, it's, and I thought I was like, ah, maybe it's because of the uh, holidays and you know, but it's not that because I check again and nothing. And I put 500 miles uh, radius and that's where, where I find a couple of loads available, but I had to drive all, all, almost 400 miles so I can get them. So, and I'll be honest with you, I've been in this place before, but it wasn't like that. They have probably maybe 50, 20 loads available. No, they got something posted, but right now it's nothing. If you get in, if you get into uh, into the board and you look, there's nothing. The closest loads that I have around here is. I think it's like 370 miles, 379 miles, something like that, and that's what I'm gonna have to do. Now I'm gonna have to get a load for Wednesday because I'm not gonna really pick up the load tomorrow. So and drive, you know, almost 400 miles dead head so I can get another load. So, but the situation is worsening, is getting bad, and I mean, they say that the fuel went down, but. The fuel is still four dollars per gallon, per gallon. Okay, and 
some places you might get it to like 380, 3 something or whatever, but you're not getting any load that pays more than $1.81 a mile. And if you get a $1.81 and you're paying $4 per gallon, you're not making any money. How are you going to break even? And some people, uh, I know some of you guys, because I have to do that myself, I guess. Some of you guys are like, well, I have to keep moving, you know, I have to keep moving some low so I can make some money or break even. But we keep moving these lows and we're not going to break even. We're going to break loose or loss because we're going to lose money. Because it, it, if you pick up a load that pays $3,000, right? And it costs you $1,800 on fuel, that you're not making any money. Oh, no, I'm making $1,200. No, no, you're not making any money. Because if you did that, all the stuff you need to take out of those eighteen, out of those twelve hundred dollars, you're not making any money. And I bet you that low, the pays three thousand dollars, is gonna take you five days to deliver. So, trust me, you're not making any money. And I know because I moved those low myself, thinking like, well, I moved those low, I move another low, and I, you know, I can squeeze, you know, a couple of thousand dollars. No, I did that. And by the end, when I made my my calculations, I'm that getting at eleven hundred dollars for the whole week. And then out of there, I had to take money to pay the taxes because if you don't pay the taxes, then you go to jail. Because I know a lot of people up here are complaining. Some of them are scared because they own almost fifty thousand dollars in taxes to the IRS, and they have no idea how they're gonna pay it. And trust me, I mean. I think I'm going to be there myself next year because I don't have any money to pay for taxes this year. So, so I, I don't know. That situation is, you know, bad for everybody. So, if you think you're making money by moving these laws, nobody's making money because I say, you know what? Because I used to have these, uh, this, this law, this regulation in place for myself. Basically, it's like. I don't move anything that pays less than two dollars, right? But then, I guess it, it it wasn't to the I mean, it wasn't uh, uh, to the point that there was no loads that pays two dollars, and I have to move something, right? So I'm like, you know what? Let, let me let me let me see how I let me see if this can work, and I do you know moving this dollar eighty one and see what happens if I can squeeze some money out of this and you know past this situation but no I mean I did it and at the end $1,100 now can you guys or anybody up there explain me you know how I can make you know a decent living with love I know some of you guys will be like well but $1,100 is a lot of money a week yeah I'm not as in, the, in this industry because <clears throat> If you're working a warehouse or whatever place you make eleven hundred dollars and they take, you know, taxes out of there, whatever you get in nine hundred dollars and you know, you how you home every day and you know, you sleep and you and you bed every day, yeah, that's good money. But doing this business right here, that's not that's not enough money. Because you have a lot of expenses, you know, and food is, food is getting really expensive out here and you can easily spend in one day easily fifty dollars. Okay, and eleven hundred dollars, and then you got to take taxes out of that. You got to, you know, take money for permits and you know, 
for insurance because you have to pay for ins- you have to pay your insurance and you got to do all that kind of stuff so if you divide those $1100 you know and take whatever money you need to take out to pay taxes pay permits insurance and all that you're making probably $400 so and people people don't see it that way because you say oh eleven hundred dollars but no that eleven hundred dollars is not just for me that eleven hundred dollars I had to take some money out of that to pay for other stuff so basically we're not making any money and I'm telling you if you think you're making money by moving those laws like this it's not happening and I don't see any laws right now that pays. I mean, there is some low that pays up to three dollars, but you know they go what, 100 miles. And to me, those laws are a waste of time. So, well, well, folks, that's all I got for today. So, I'll talk to you guys in the next uh, podcast. Uh, be safe out there. Don't get stressed. Don't work too hard if you're not getting paid. And uh, God bless you.